Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think about this episode, season five, episode seven, Int Sub? That was an interesting submarine scene to add to the uh, the Filber show. Yeah, I actually read Int not as interior. Do you know what I read it as? Intelligent. No, I read it as <laughs> international subtitles. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking intelligent because I'm like, you know, like video game stats. <laughs> I'm like, what's the subtitle? Oh, yeah, video game. Like, you like int. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, oh, I think I'm like in D&D, like intelligence, right? Like your stat for like when you're rolling things. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, I definitely wouldn't. It Clearly, I don't work in film and TV. I didn't mean yeah. interior. Mm-hmm. Also, sub, very key. It should have been subway. I think we've really got a glimpse into Flip, or should I say Flippy, as a writer. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, not what I was expecting as a writer-wise. Honestly, I was kind of not shocked by that because, one, we are getting this kind of secondhand through Diane's telling. And two, we do see how I think this show and Filbert, I'm going out on a limb here, Princess Carolyn was pretty drunk when she said she was going to pitch this show. And it was primarily because Filbert was the name of the child she miscarried. Mm. So I think she didn't really vet Flip's talent. I don't even think she read the actual script when they made it, did she? No, she did not. She was just like, oh, Filbert, my unborn child, which is still sad it's sad but yeah i think that's also why i'm not really shocked about flip he was really giving some signs of being a little bit puffed up too much and uh yeah but melina before we go on do you want to hear a little bit of a summary Mm-hmm. yes i do okay so season five episode seven in sub came out in 2018 like the rest of the season and it starts off with a couple meets and exchanges information about their work over dinner but they both attempt to keep their clients' identities confidential. Thus, Bobo the angsty zebra is born. Spoiler alert, it's really just the Bojack cast. Here we find out Bojack tries to lean on Diane after his mother's passing, but Diane is still processing the audio tape, and her therapist suggests she define boundaries. This leads to Bojack finally going to therapy. Well, or as he calls lunchtime hour with his best friend his new best friend Ooh, that gives me a mm. lot of things to talk about hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. interesting that in bojack's mind friendship is a one-way conversation oh for sure like especially since he he thinks like the world's all about him yep it's it's yep. a little narcissistic mm. Mm. <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's many we can go way into that if we want to do an analysis of that but uh yeah we'll we'll save that for another time and i think it's definitely in the cards though for bojack but uh, one thing i want to highlight is it looks like bojack really needed to open up to someone right oh yeah like he was definitely even though at the beginning of episode he was all like everyone my mom just died but don't come for me and don't talk to me about it like Yeah, he was trying to be strong and put on that facade. And I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely the same facade that his mom had. So this is a Mm -hmm. learned behavior. Mm -hmm. 
it's also a kind of toxic masculinity sort of vibe, right? Like I should not show sadness or weakness or any of the emotions that are considered not mm. manly. Mm. Except Mr. Peanut sh- Butter had no problem doing it. Exactly. And you know what's <laughs> shocking? I feel like, or not shocking, is Bojack's dad just said that. Do you remember last episode, Free Churro? His dad was like, you don't need anyone. Don't rely on anyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He's like, look, you can't trust anyone. And even at the end, he, like Bojack at the end of the episode was also like, you can't trust anyone. Can't trust anyone. And Mr. Peanut Butter, you're right. As you mentioned, no issues with this. Mm. He was able to vocalize exactly what he needed by mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter having the ability to be vulnerable with people and and actually vocalize what he needs. He was able to get the support that Bojack wanted. Mm-hmm. Although I do feel like yeah. part of that is also his character. Like Mr. Peanut Butter is like very likable and outgoing. So I feel like people would also more likely support him versus if Bojack was being moody and angsty and all of a sudden it's like, help me. I don't know how many people would like reach out to him like to go to provide support. I think it would be more than zero. Yeah, it would be more than zero. But yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like even when Gina was offering to talk about it, he didn't want to, right? Like he mm. pushed people away. He needs them to really fight him to actually do that, right? He's not willing to be vulnerable at all. Mm. If he was more willing to be vulnerable, I also think he would be less of that turmoil that's within him. Because some of that turmoil, some of that war is he wants people in, but he won't let them in. And that's mm-hmm. why there, he's constantly at battle. And that's why he's so angsty to some degree. Like it's just... He what he wants, he is fighting and preventing himself from getting that. Yeah, he was so hot and cold with Diane this episode. Oh, oh my gosh, like I was so annoyed on her behalf. Yeah, I also find it really frustrating the way he was like, Diane, you should support me. If you were a good friend, you would listen. I actually love Diane's therapist line. You are not responsible for the dysfunction of others. Mm, that was a good line. I like that, too. Beautiful line. We need to put this everywhere. Uh, it's going to be on the Instagram post. I've already, like, it's going to be up either today, this week. It is the highlight of this episode because your friends and the people around you don't really owe you anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel like it was a bit entitled of Bojack to say, you owe me this. I think that people often are kind and they reach out, but... It's very different to feel like you are owed this, you are expected this. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I do think that... I feel like with friendships, I'm not sure if I would use owed as the word, but we sort of... I feel like in friendships, we sort of like... We sort of would like it if they would reach out to us. And I think with friends especially, like we would reach out to someone we care about and like if they are hurting, we would reach out. Yeah. But in this case, like Bojack was very constantly telling her like don't help me yeah and then being very wishy-washy and at that point it's kind of like even if i want to be helpful and nice like i don't know what you want from me personally for me it's very hard to work with people who are very inconsistent i know some of the people who are good with that but i'm not good at that yeah it's a lot of mixed signals and i think the Mm -hmm. other thing is diane at that time needed space and she Mm -hmm. did articulate that Mm. and i think this is how the therapist sort of got involved where she's like my therapist so-and-so said i need space Mm -hmm. and what she should really say is i diane need space she diane really need to to learn her boundaries and set them she does this you know later in the episode but bojack is expecting that diane fills in this role 
that I think mm-hmm. is unfair for her. Yeah, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with Diane saying like my therapist said, like I need space. Yeah, um, it's similar to how people would say like, oh, the doctor says they should not drink so much coffee or they should like do certain things for their health moving forward. Like I think that using a professional authority as like a citation for whatever you're doing can help yep. be a convincing thing for like like to convince people around you as well if they don't believe like it's just like you wanting something which is unfortunate that some people will be like oh i don't trust you but i'll trust a person like the voice of another person over you but anyways that's um, the part i want to highlight (laughs) that specific part you just said right (laughs) by continuing to have to use another person's authority like expert power i think we've talked about before in the Mm -hmm, podcast mm -hmm. power essentially using an expert's power to justify what you're saying it basically means your power is weak right? And Diane's saying, me asking for help, me setting boundaries for myself, me saying like, hey, my doctor told me I should eat less sugar, saying is different from saying I should eat less sugar, Mm -hmm. right? There is much more power in the I should take less sugar. That is you owning that narrative, right? That's you Mm -hmm. saying, this is a decision I'm making for my own good, right? The doctor has given me advice. They're consulting me and this is their guideline, but then I have committed this decision. So it is now mine. And now it is my power owning that narrative Mm. versus where the therapist, she's telling the therapist at her session, we see this because one of spoiler alert, one of the women, the couple, one of the women is uh, Diane's therapist. And she is advising that it seems like he wants some space. And I think even Diane says she is not ready to talk to Bojack. Mm-hmm. And the therapist does say, you can say I did it probably bad because now Diane, who struggles with setting boundaries for mm-hmm. herself, does not set her own boundary. She gets the therapist to do it for her. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Melina, if you're a kid on the playground and you constantly use my mom told me to tell you, or my mm-hmm. mom told me I can't go. Like it works for so long, but you mm-hmm. can't be like 25 and saying, my mom told me I can't hang out with you. Like it works, but people can be like, I respect you less for not having your own <laughs> backbone, right? I think it depends on the situation. Like depending on who you're working with. Like some people, like especially when you're trying to convince people, there are times where you would need to reference other things other than yourself to get them to actually believe you. Even if you do like have very strong convictions, they'll still listen to other like sources i think it's okay to be Mm -hmm. cited right like that's Mm -hmm. i'm trying to make a distinction here right Mm -hmm. like there's a difference between citation and there's Mm -hmm. a difference between you choosing to do this Mm -hmm. right when someone's like uh when i say for example um uh, i'm eating less red meat right um Mm -hmm. this is a thing that i'm making as a choice right Mm -hmm. and you're like why are you eating less red meat and i'm like yes i'm eating less red meat because um if you look and this is actually i think a fact i'll put in the link um uh, red meat is considered a carcinogen and so i'm trying to eat less of it and then i made an active choice to say i'm not eating red meat right Mm -hmm. now i cited something right Mm -hmm. but i'm not saying that citation it made me make a choice and that choice is still mine in the way that I'm saying it, the active, the action is still mine, right? Mm, okay, when okay, you okay. say, when you suddenly give away your your action, that activation to something else, you are. Mm. this is when you lose that power. It's fine to be cited. It's fine to, when people ask why, you're like, oh, why did you make this decision? Great. I have citations for why I made this decision. Um, if your decision is, for example, like I'll, I'll give a uh, thing. It's like, uh, do you want to go out for lunch? I'm like, no, I, I don't really want to go out to lunch. Uh, mm. And they're like, why don't you want to go lunch? Oh, well, my 
Um, my mom is uh, is not feeling well or she prefers when I stay home. And, you know, I think I'm going to listen to my mom right this time. That's very different from I. my mom told me I can't mm. go out with you. Oh, okay, it's very different you. to like saying like, hey, this is like my decision. My mom said she feels uncomfortable when I hang out with you and I, I need to listen to my mom. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, I agree with her. Um, so this that's a very active decision. It's a much harder thing to tell someone when mm. you say I am making that decision that is putting mm-hmm. yourself in a much more vulnerable situation, especially when it's something bad, like I'm not going to hang out with you, right? Mm-hmm. That's very yeah. different. Your mom can tell you that she doesn't like them so many times, <laughs> but you saying I'm not going to hang out with you because of that is, hey, this person gave me advice and now mm-hmm. I am making a decision. You're taking ownership of that choice. That is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a completely different thing to mm-hmm. say than my mom told me not to. That's a scapegoat answer. That's yeah, a coward yeah. answer. Really. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Although in our case with Bojack, it doesn't matter who who says it, whether it's her or whether it's Diane or whether it's a therapist, he's just gonna bulldoze over it, which he he has demonstrated. <laughs> he, he completely didn't respect. But what did you think about him going to therapy? Well, I mean, there's many things I could say first say about that, like that client, that therapist client relationship, which was not non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like from the the few moments we saw. Um, like I don't know exactly all the guidelines that a therapist needs to follow, but I just want to know, like, like was there like even though he says he still caused like a friendly meeting with a therapist, even though she is saying that she's doing therapy for him, but it's kind of like therapist needs to be something that's consented on both sides. The contracts need to be signed, like yes, need to but be there was boundaries. Was there a contract signed? Yeah. So the first time he goes in, right? It's mm. he he did not mean to. He goes in, and he rants at her, right? Yeah. For Forty five minutes. And then she said, this was great. Do you want to do this again sometime? And he's like, mm, maybe I'll come next week. And then when he comes in the next week, he says, Diane doesn't want me to see you. Mm. And then he's like, because Diane doesn't want to see me, see or want me to see you, let's continue seeing each other. But so that it looks kosher on the books, I'll say I'm a client. So that way I'm not, you're not my friend. And well, that'll be our backup plan. Oh, so he did sign a contract and things. Okay. Yeah. Because I was wondering, I was like, is she even getting paid for like the hours that she's spending with him? Like, this yeah, is ridiculous. He pays her too. Like that, he, he outright said, you know, I'll sign up as a client so that a Diane will know that I'm not seeing you as a friend because she seems she's upset by her friendship. That's what he said. So it was like Bojack was like nine levels deep in denial. Oh my gosh. How unfortunate. <laughs> Well, well, I guess we got Bojack talking somewhat, a little. Although he, yeah. he when when she started, then Doctor Indira started talking about his mother. He uh he ran away pretty fast. He ran away pretty fast, and it was shocking because it looked like it actually helped him. Right when he was back mm. on set, he seemed much more settled. Mm. He seemed calm, and he even quoted, "You are not responsible for the dysfunction of others." Yeah, and then Diane got suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that kind of gave it away because she broke the fucking book on it. Oh, no, although he kept bugging her, he still kept bugging her. And what I really disliked was was when Vojak was telling her like, even though she kept telling him like you need therapy, when when he kept telling her like you're supposed to listen to me, and she kept being like, well, you need therapy, and he's like, well, I don't need it. Like I'm just like you, you're messed up, and since you don't need it, I don't need it either. And I'm just like, bro, that is so rude. I think they both have seen each other in very dark places. Like Bojack yeah. brings this up last episode when he was doing the eulogy for his mom, where he saw Diane's reaction at her dad's funeral, right? Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, he, and they've been through some vulnerable moments together, mm-hmm. he does feel like he can commiserate with her, which is why he is closest to Diane. He's vulnerable with her. Mm-hmm. However, I think Bojack is scared. Mm-hmm. And that's a real reason he's not going to therapy. He's scared. 
scared, right? We mm-hmm. talked about the toxic masculinity. We talked about what his dad is told him about not needing help. I think, and this is something that comes up with Brene Brown talking about how difficult it is to be vulnerable, but that how mm. important it is. It mm. is very scary to put yourself in a vulnerable situation. It's very scary to one, take ownership and actually say you're doing something because you are, right? It's also vulnerable. Like that vulnerability is terrifying. And I think Bojack is trying to comfort himself saying he's not alone and he sees Diane as his surrogate in some ways right as as you know how diane's doing is what i how i feel like diane was going to therapy and so it felt okay to go to therapy if diane's not going to therapy now he feels scared he's the only one doing this and the therapist basically said that he needed it more than she did and that scared him right Mm. i think that that is really his fear speaking and his Mm. denial yeah it just comes out in a very pushy way and uh diane did not take well to that yeah, I think specifically the triggering part is we are the same because mm. it is really dismissive of everyone's personal struggles. Mm-hmm. And also, Diane is still processing over this new evidence. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. New evidence that, mm-hmm. you know, she actually played the whole clip this time. And we discussed this before. All we know is she's 17, mm-hmm. right? We don't know. He, we do know he kissed. And I guess that's it. I don't think mm-hmm. Diane knows anything else. She He kissed a 17-year-old and he wonders if anything else would have happened. Mm-hmm. And Diane does a little bit of Hamlet, if you know what I mean. A play within a play. Yeah, that was really good. I was impressed. Yeah. They, she basically reenacted the audio tape in the submarine. Also, Diane setting boundaries. She's not responsible. Flip's dysfunction. I hope she gets fucking credit. But then at the right. end, Flip was like taking credit. And I was like, no, Diane, you need to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be like, I wrote this script. Also, mm-hmm. I'm not helping you, Flip. I'm just writing this and doing my job, getting my credit. That's what she mm-hmm. should have done. But regardless, badass moves set up Bojack. So badass. I was just like, the best kind of revenge is like, when the other person doesn't even know. Yeah. When it and it hits them hard. I don't know if she was the what was the revenge for though? Because you framed it as revenge, but what was the yeah, thing? Yeah, maybe revenge is not the best word. But it's kind of like when someone hurts you. The best, like to me, it's kind of like I don't know. I kind of I'm kind of like an eye for an eye kind of person. <laughs> What, Lena? The person who says, everyone's neutral. You know, they're the act famously an eye for an eye person. Wow, Melina. Man, what is this? You're like, nah, you hurt me. I kill you. I guess. Well, I'm also not good at the eye for eye. So I feel like a good eye for eye is like something smart where it's like it gets back, but like not not in like a, in your like just swearing and yelling at your other person, but in a very smart way, like the way Dan did. There's a satisfying revenge subreddit. Oh, I can't yeah. Remember now. There's also malicious compliance, which I absolutely yes. love. They can be so satisfying <laughs> in the way you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, those are great. So, love this. Um, <laughs> so, okay, but uh, you're, what was the thing you're highlighting that was really Diane getting back at him for? Oh, yeah. Well, it was more so like the hurt, like the, like, like especially when he was saying like we're the same and like I don't need help and blah blah and she was like made it a point the whole thing she made it a point being like you need help and you you and now that you've like gone through the script you, you can yep. see like you need help like with that yep. pointed look especially at the end it's like uh-huh uh-huh yeah and that isn't even like I would counteract that that event which Diane's highlighting is probably not the biggest one that he needs therapy for. oh yeah yeah no there are other ones for sure <laughs> it's one of the many things that i think he really needs help processing mm-hmm. right but here's my question 
We have often criticized Diane on this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, I love her. She's got amazing stuff. Oh, she's the only character on the show who gets therapy. So applaud, applauding her for normalizing therapy right now. Great job, Mm -hmm. girl. But we have often shat on her for being a bad friend. Like, where's Roxy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Roxy. Oh, my gosh. Roxy. Yes. So is Diane a good friend? To Bojack, specifically, I should highlight. I feel like her her reactions were not inappropriate. I can say that. Like, yeah, I would say that. Like, you she just tried love to the be badassery of the submarine setting him up. Play with right? the play. She literally ripped the audio uh, file script <laughs> and put it into the submarine, and he had to act it out. So, yeah, like I I would say like like she did try to like um, be supportive, and then yes. he was not having it, and like. I understand, like, as friends, like, should be supportive. At the same time, it's also, like, we're not going to be, like, a dumping ground for other people's, like, toxic behavior. Yeah. And so she tried to set her boundaries, too. Yes. Applaud her for this. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, she tried to be a good friend. With the whole submarine thing, it was, like, to me, again, I don't know if revenge was quite the right word, but it was kind of, like, I felt like it was an appropriate reaction, especially given that how much work like she's gone through herself, like trying to get mm-hmm. better herself, all the things. Like he basically dismissed all that and she was angry and rightfully so, I feel. Interesting. I think that her being hurt is mm-hmm. understandable. Mm-hmm. And I think I recognize and I acknowledge that. And I think she has every right to be hurt and upset. Mm-hmm. I do think her response to that, which is to be, I'm going to say this. I'm sorry, Melina. Mm-hmm. It was a bit petty. <laughs> <laughs> Petty revenge. We all love petty revenge too. Yeah, I think the name of the subreddit is like petty revenge. Yes. Fine. You're like, mm, I love it. <laughs> it's great to to read, but I don't think it's the mark of someone who has like I do think she set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. However, I think that that was not the best response, right? Like I think learning to be like, you know, we're not the same. If that's how you believe, that's great. What I think really made Diane a good friend, right? Mm-hmm. She gave Bojack the best advice this episode oh yeah get therapy <laughs> and i was mm-hmm. like yes yeah and the bojack was just like nah i don't need it i'm good no <laughs> there was like a sliver of hope that this show was gonna change in that one moment you know but melina i'm gonna ask you do you think bojack is gonna get therapy do you think that's gonna happen we have like a season and a half left mm, so i feel like this episode could go into two ways it's hard to say. I don't know which way. Well, after this episode, I mean, okay. like after that last scene, either A, he actually will recognize like, oh, I need help. I should go yeah. to therapy. The other way is like being all pissed and being like, oh my gosh, Diane, like, why just do all that? Why just say all that? Blah, blah. Like trying to make my life horrible. Blah, blah. Yeah. I can see that too. Basically like put, putting all the blame around everyone and basically not himself. Yeah. Which is kind of what he's done in the past. Yeah. So- do you think Diane and Bojack are going to talk ever again? Mm, I mean, I think they have to because they're on working on the show. But do you mean like like outside of the show? Yeah, like their friendship. Is it over? I think it depends on which direction Bojack goes. Whether he goes the accepting route or whether he goes the like totally against her route. But actually, if we th- um, I feel like uh, even if he might be against her at the beginning, like he yeah. might like he might also have time where he actually does process things. So even though he's angry in a moment, he could process later and then might potentially see therapy later and maybe make him and Diane trying to make amends with Jared later. That's also possible. But 
It's hard to say, given how much of a cliffhanger it was. Yeah, we'll see. There is one thing I really want to talk about that we haven't gotten a chance to to really get at. I think I touched it in the beginning, so I want to mention mm-hmm. it now. Okay. Bojack leans very heavily on Diane. Hmm. Yes. And before Diane, because Diane's a pretty new friend in his life, right? We're at season five. She's only been here for five years. Five years is a long time, but only mm. five years. Mm-hmm. Before Diane, I can say with almost 100% guarantee, it was Princess Carolyn. That mm-hmm. he was it was very Princess Carolyn. Yeah. <sighs> and before that, I don't know if he had anybody. Because Princess Carolyn's been in his life for like, what, 20, 30 years? Yeah, I guess he would have been like with Herb Kazass because he was on Horsing Around at that time. Yeah, he had one friend. He kind of leaned on Herb. But him and Herb were not super close. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess he knew that Herb was gay, but I feel like maybe I'm making an assumption here. If you're close with someone, you probably would know if they were they were gay. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it depends on how how well you hide it. Well, yeah, I guess it depends. But I I feel like a a friendship where you're not really vulnerable with each other is not really one in which you're doing a lot of this emotional processing that he needs Diane for. Mm, yeah definitely in this episode uh, or at least the current bojack that we know of yes he uh does not have many good friends especially after todd left yeah i i also don't know if he actually did a lot with todd probably not because him and todd don't really talk yeah and when he talk is just about like just any random things or he is actually before he would just like always just be calling giving calling like Todd stupid or like condescending things actually exactly really putting him down which mm-hmm, is interesting mm-hmm. because you know um the therapist's wife Maven talks about how Princess Carolyn and Todd the other the B plot of this story mm-hmm. they are not their roommates for a year mm. and it's been the most successful relationship they've had <laughs> <laughs> uh because yeah that that's actually quite amazing but the reason I bring this up is I want to highlight something, which is uh, the emotional labor that women do in relationships, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So I have a few articles that I'll link them in the chat. And this is uh, specifically from the Slate article. It talks about how in male-female dynamics, where mm. it exists, right? They can be extremely toxic and burdensome to women who mm. experience that when you're loving men. So they're talking primarily in like, you know, romantic situations, but this can also exist in Diane's situation where you care about your friend. Loving men who need us to be ever-present audiences for their problems, tap into all our early training and deny ourselves happiness in order to make men feel good. So Hmm. it's sort of this idea that women end up, the the primary woman in a man's life ends up doing all their emotional labor and processing for them. Whereas women tend to build support networks. They tend to go to listen to podcasts. They actually do the work to do their own self-development, whether that be leveraging their friendships, but Hmm. also going to get access to other resources and therapy article specifically talks about um the original article it references which is from harper's bazaar which talks about how toxic masculinity makes male friendships not really have like it's it's uh, the same way bojack's dad talks about it like you shouldn't Mm. need people you shouldn't get vulnerable with your male friends and so men don't have friendships in which they can do this so they rely on the women in their lives and they Mm -hmm. really drain them for this and the term that aaron Rodgers uh coined in 2016 for this 
is an emotional gold digger. Mm. Where men hop from relationship to relationship where their girlfriends become their primary therapist. They do this additional labor of being the person who really does all of their emotional processing for them. Whereas women will read countless self-help books, they'll read podcasts, they'll seek out career advisors, they'll turn to their female friends. They'll basically spend a small fortune of doing this work themselves mm-hmm. to deal with their current problems, deal with their old mood mm-hmm. problems, and men simply rely on the women in their lives to do this. Now, this is a generalization. I have met also men, many men in my life who do mm. read self-help books and listen to podcasts and do this, right? But mm-hmm. this is something we highlight of how toxic masculinity reinforces this behavior where there are not a lot of men who feel comfortable being comfortable being vulnerable in their friendships and vulnerable saying, I need help, right? There are not mm-hmm. a lot of Mr. Peanut Butters mm-hmm. who are okay saying, I need help. I am sad that are open oh, and okay to cry and reach out and lean on other people without mm-hmm. having that feeling that I am not allowed to do this, even though I need comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah is often very draining. And I feel like I'm, this is now anecdotal more myself. I know many girls in my life, women who have had to feel drained or they often feel like in a relationship sometimes where one, they feel like there's a guy that they are not really seeing who seems to be using them for emotional labor. Hmm. That can be very frustrating. Yeah. So I've known some girls Hmm. who are like, he keeps talking to me about this stuff that I feel like he's treating me like his girlfriend, but they're not going on a date. They're not doing anything. He is basically Hmm. treating her like an emotional um, labor person. Like she's just therapizing for him for free, like telling him what to do when he's discouraged, giving him support, helping him navigate. But he will not acknowledge her going for a trip. So it kind of feels a bit exploitative. Mm. There are also girls that I know who have been in situations where they are that person for their spouse. And it can be very, it's good to to have support for your partner. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but when Mm. they're the only person, that's a lot of pressure to put in one relationship. Have you heard of Esther Perel? Mm, Yes. What did she write again? I used to listen to her a lot. She does, um, she's a relationship therapist and there is a podcast about it, about where should we begin, where she does just like a one hour with couples who are coming Mm. to couples therapy. She also did one about work and I can't remember the name of that one. But in one of the ones about work, she talked about how our modern day primary relationship, right, with our romantic partner ends up having so many expectations on it Mm. and it can be very daunting right like you Mm -hmm. you're expecting them to be a romantic partner that you're intimate with and you have fire and spice they're also Mm -hmm. someone you i want to have intellectual compatibility with because you're going to spend time with them and talk to them about things you want to have values with them that are in common right you also want to make sure that they're able to help you process when you have a bad day so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stress on this relationship doesn't mean it's going to fail right Mm -hmm. but she also talks about how we really prioritize our work and so we end up taking our best version of ourselves and we take it to our work nowadays. Mm. End of the day, what we bring back home is the leftovers to our most primary relationship. Uh, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And I, I think that was actually, like it, I, I'm going to find this clip. I think it's from her work podcast that she did with Adam Grant. Um, mm, he's okay. an organizational psychologist as well. So it's a it's a clip. I'll try to find it. I'll put it in here. But I it, it just has done this like shake in my head. Mm-hmm. In like movies and everything, they always like focus on that significant other as you say. It's like, no, we should be very we should be building communities like before yes. before we became such like individualistic, especially in like North America, Western Yes. Um, countries i guess where it's like yeah. it's an individualistic country it's like or not collective 
that's great yeah but that's sort um, of the mentality of yeah the society. it's like yourself versus like other places where it's a community where it's like you have a lot of people that you can you can exactly. you can count on you can do things with yes in the future it's gonna be mm-hmm. exactly it's not saying that you can't get that from a primary relationship mm-hmm. but it's also understanding that that is one person and they may mm-hmm. be overburdened so having that community to also lean on is super powerful mm-hmm. to have right and in this yeah. situation bojack doesn't really have that community yeah well he does he's also i think part of it is like of course it has to be he has to be open to finding it but he also it's also work to finding a community that works for you because it's like it's easy to say like find a community but people all all different people have different values so it's finding the ones that you want to align with that also is a difficult journey yeah can they show up for you can they align with you and i think the more crucial one the one that actually blocks bojack in a lot of ways mm-hmm. is you have to be willing to open up and mm-hmm. be vulnerable you have to be willing to say i need help mm-hmm. be willing to let them in yeah that's pretty much like you know what you need <laughs> and i don't think that bojack is very good at that and i think some of that we just found out last episode mm. his parents really did not role model this who were his role models mm-hmm. well we will see if he actually goes see dr indira some more mm-hmm. we'll see also i'm really glad for princess carolyn and todd they seem to be really thriving oh yes other than that she string thing yes it seems like they both have you know having a roommate is probably really good for them todd is telling princess carolyn to eat Mm -hmm. and you know i think that princess carolyn keeps todd somewhat less chaotic (laughs) (laughs) he's still running he's still running the show somehow though what time is it somehow so yes i think this is the most real job that todd has had (laughs) and it's been like a year right with princess carolyn it's somehow like living with princess carolyn made him into a guy who is a full-time job (laughs) that's good it's like that makes sense what's that saying you're like the you're the um. You're some of the five people you hang around the most. That Princess Carolyn's happens is like rubbing off on him. Yeah, CEO of a company, so he had to become CFO. He's CFO, right? He's something. I don't know what he is. <laughs> He's up there. He's a C level, so he became a C level. You know, the top five people you surround yourself with, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Melina, we have to yes. ask you number one question that we ask mm-hmm. every episode. Do you think Bojack is good or bad? This eye for an eye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so because has- I go for. <laughs> been responsible for the death of four people was that our thing either directly or indirectly okay i'm, I'm just not gonna go into the death count now like... possibly not it's not been verified again however if we look at the stuff in this episode yes again we can again like i think he's neutral sure the eye, eye for an eye that's fine but you know <laughs> just because i want to like you know get at you doesn't mean i think you're a bad person <laughs> revenge and uh, calling someone a bad person are two different things Melina said. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, so so neutral. We'll see how things go. Okay, and your prediction is that, you know, it could go two ways with Bojack. Either he will finally click and get therapy or him and Diane may not speak until he processes things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about any of the other characters? Any predictions for Todd, Princess Carolyn, Mr. Peanut Butter? Mm, we didn't really see much of them do much. Like the whole Princess Carolyn and Todd thing was just I don't know if that's trying to set up for some future storyline, but right now I'm just like, what is going on here? 
Yeah, that. we haven't seen Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles so far, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what happened? I almost forgot about that. It has been a while. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, just reminding you that that still exists in the back burner, you know? Yeah. I hope she shows up. I'm curious yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. Okay, and do you think Diane will get another therapist? Hmm. Not sure. Like, Dr. Jared did say she was, she was like ready to go without therapy but i think that's up to diane it's hard to say okay we'll see Mm -hmm. anyways we'll have to find out if all of these predictions come true if melina's completely wrong or if she's gonna take some petty revenge on me for all these questions (laughs) Uh, we'll have to tune in next week folks because we release every week so remember to like subscribe share follow comment rate follow i don't remember the rest And uh, tune in next week where we'll go over what happens with Bojack, Diane, Princess Carolyn, Todd, Mr. Peanut Butter, and the rest of the crew. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.